Yes, indeed. On my podcast today, weighing in at 130 pounds in the featherweight division, hailing from California, Jalen Skywalker. Peace, King. How you doing? I'm doing good, man. How you doing? Man, life is good, man. You failed to mention, I ain't just from California. I'm from L.A. I'm from Los Angeles, dog. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. From Los Angeles, my man. Yeah. How everything been? Everything been good, man. I've been training, been training hard. Uh, I believe we're going to get a date April 20th out here in uh, Pomona. Okay. And also, we're working on a couple things. We're talking to a couple people right now. So, uh, things looking good. All right. All right. All right. You look like you're working out with that coat on, man. Like they got yeah. you in this. No, yeah, I'm trying man, to do. You know, I got to look good, man. Yeah. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. So, all right, we're going to start from the beginning. What got you What got you into boxing? I started boxing at the age of seven because of my dad. He was an amateur boxer, and his father was a boxer before him. Okay. And, you know, it was kind of the family trade. Okay. You know, always been good at it. Always had the temperament for fighting, and it was like a gift that God gave me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, how far did your father go? Did he, did he only do the amateurs, or did he? Yeah, he only did the amateurs. Okay. He did uh, for, like, I don't know, eight years, I think. Okay. Right. Okay. And what about grand? What about granddad? Do you know how far he went? Grandpa, I know that he used to box in YA. I know my grandpa normally used to box in YA and in prison and stuff. You know, like Bernard Hopkins. Yeah. Uh, he passed away when my dad was a baby, but the stories I hear, he was supposed to have like a pro debut, but he had a whole bunch of. He used to go to Broadway boxing gym, Hoover boxing gym. You know, he had a whole bunch of fights then. Okay. Okay, so you're the first one to take it a little bit further than everyone else. Yeah, yeah. first one to take professional. Congratulations on breaking through. That's a big. That's a big accomplishment. Yeah, appreciate I, it. I, I like that. I like that. I like that. So, tell me about your amateur background because, from what I understand, you did pretty well. Um, the amateurs. I had 121 amateurs. 121 amateur fights from the mm-hmm. age of eight to 17 was my amateur career. Uh. My average career was great, but I'm going to make my professional career even greater. Okay. You know, and I wanted to go to the Olympics, the 2020 Olympics, but we thought that it would be better for me to turn pro how the amateur system was, you know. It's we a little shifty that- now. It ain't it ain't as cool as it, as it once yeah, was. Yeah, it's better to be pro. I'm glad I made the switch because I turned pro in 2019, like round. When the pandemic happened. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it was a lot of a lot of craziness happening around that 2019 to 20 uh 2020 era up until now, man. Everything went sideways for a lot of people. Uh, I hope everybody out there is getting their chance to get their life back and big back on track and 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 push forward. I lost the uh grandpa from COVID on my mom's side. Oh man. Yeah. My mom's side from COVID. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's but, a, lot, uh, a lot of craziness happened during that time. Yeah. Yeah, it was like a milestone in my life. Yeah. 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 So tell me about this, the, 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 your pro debut. How did you feel going into the ring uh, for your Man, first? I felt ready. I felt yeah. ready. I felt it was my destiny, you know? Okay. I fought a guy that I think that was like, I don't know. I think he's like in his mid-30s, man. He was mm. old. But I ended up stopping him in the first round, three knockdowns, you know? So, yeah, I was looking uh, at the record. I was like, my man's got like a, a few first round stoppages, like right out yeah. the gate. Yeah, man, I was getting people out of here. Yeah. Uh, 
was it your decision to to box Southpaw or was that or was that your dad or did it just naturally happen? Uh it was my dad, you know. Okay. But it was like the day we just started off Southpaw. Okay. Can you are you can you able to are you able to switch? Is that something that you're able yeah. to do? Okay. Which I don't switch like too often, but I've been working on it. But yeah, I can switch. Yeah, I don't. I was. I've been. I've been looking. I was like, oh, he don't switch. Like he. 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 He'll stay southpaw throughout the whole fight. Yeah, you know, I like staying southpaw, but it's weird. I only like switching for like for not too long. You know, I like to switch to create an angle and then get back in my southpaw stance. And I feel like when people are constantly switching back and forth. They're not really mastering one style of fighting. Like I feel like you have to be proficient in both stands, but when you're like going back and forth constantly, I feel like it's kind of amateurish. Like I watched this uh guy, I was commentating a fight, and this guy was switching southpaw and orthodox, like ridiculous, like every two, three seconds. And you know, it just had no meaning to it. Yeah. Um, there are guys who do uh, we we know at the top level there are guys that switch, but you can tell that they're doing it with a purpose and, and 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 there's something that they're trying to look for, but it's not like it, like you said, it's not every three seconds. I like when arrows, yeah. I like when I like when not arrow, I like when Jerron boots in his switches. Uh yeah. Yeah, I really like this day. Yeah. I really like how he switches. Uh if you look at Floyd's early fights, he used to switch a little bit to softball. Mm-hmm. I believe he switched to softball when he fought uh chop chop. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I wonder about that fight. Did was he switching because he he uh he wanted to create a different angle, or was it his it actual hands? Because when you're a southpaw, southpaw, you uh not just southpaw, southpaw, but when you're southpaw, southpaw, orthodox, orthodox, you can create a little more power. At least what I've noticed, like most of my devastating knockouts is usually from when I knock them out there because it's a southpaw. For some reason, the uh, the way that they're coming in, it connects more than if I'm like punching on orthodox. Well, it's, for you. Because it's already it's already lined up. Yeah. When you're coming yeah. down the barrel, Our comes in more, and I my left hand connects more, and my right hook connects more. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. it's just right down the pipe. It's usually like they're right they're right there. They line up yeah. off the angle. So I put some couple couple people asleep with my left hand. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. You're supposed to. You're supposed to. Your style as a pressure fighter. Where does uh, that come I, from? I call myself a power boxer. You know, I could do both. Okay. I have a high IQ. Uh, I never underestimate my IQ, but my pressure style comes from me being from California. You know, being from LA, Southern California, we all have that like Mexican style, you know, in a way. Yeah. But like, you know, with my blackness, my athletic, my athletic ability. You go, you gotta look at guys like Shane Mosley or even Errol Spence. He's from Texas, you know, but similar. When you sparring just Mexican fighters, you kind of gonna pick up some of the ways. Yeah, you always wanna you always wanna let them know that you ain't afraid to uh to bust here too. So you gotta you gotta stay in there with with those guys. So before before we stop, you were talking about uh your style and it's relatable to Errol Spence and Shane Mosey and, and, oh, yeah. and power boxing. Yeah, black fighters on the uh, West Coast, we have a very like aggressive style mm-hmm. more than guys on the East Coast. It always the difference in the amateurs. Like, if you notice guys, like, in California, when they fight guys in the East Coast and the Nationals, you can see the styles. The styles, you know, like, we're both, we could both be slick, but we're just more aggressive. We're a little more, 
you know, like aggressive, more yeah. aggressive. But like, like I was saying, that comes from being around, you know, the the the, the Latino community or Hispanic community, you know, because they like to come straight forward, and and yeah, you know, they, they don't believe in they don't really, believe. In, it's really you know? Mexican players, though. Mex that's the Mexican style, you yeah. know, or Mexican yeah. American style. Puerto Ricans and other cultures or Cubans and guys, they fight with a different style. You yeah, know? they box or point. Yeah, so you know, it just depends. Yeah. So you, but it looks like you're more comfortable as as the uh, as a come forward guy. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. So up to now, how many fights is it that you have? Six, eight. What is it? Eleven. 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 All right. Eleven with Eleven. nine KOs, right? Yes, sir. All right. Cool. All right. I I, I got to get it correct. Got to because I probably watched like six fights or whatever, but I was just paying attention to it, and it seems like you've gotten better and better after each fight. Explain yeah. to the people why you've gotten better, because me and you had a conversation off, off the uh, microphone. I've been with this team at uh, Churchill in Santa Monica, California. Uh, my head coach's name is uh, Pedro. Pedro Neme, he's from Argentina. He has a, a beautiful style of boxing that he taught me. You know, he could be a, he could be an asshole. I don't know if I can curse <laughs> on this stuff. So, yeah, you can curse. Yeah, but he could be a real asshole, but that's what you need. You know, he's very disciplined. He's very uh, sharp about being on time. He'll call you and tell you to go home. If you're like 10 minutes late, he'll get on you, you know. He's not he's not messing around. And then we got our assistant coaches, uh, Coach Eddie. We got uh, Coach uh, Jorge. We got uh, we have a new coach, Coach Trevor. And we just, we got a good team. And I just been uh, religiously getting better. This is all I do. You know, I train literally every day of the week. Two, three times. It seems like you've gotten, not only have you gotten better, but you seem more comfortable and happier with the situation. Um, yeah, I'm more happier with the situation because yeah. I have professionals representing me. Uh, okay. I recently with uh, Split Team. I don't know if you heard of them. It's a management company. Mm-mm. They have fighters like uh, Tefimo Lopez. Uh, they also have a fighter named uh, Tiger Johnson. They have, they have some names. They have okay. some names I, I, I know, of course, I know Tiger. I know Tiger. Yeah. So I'm signing with that uh, management team. So things is going good. Recently, just signed with him. So I'm looking forward. I just turned 21 uh, New Year's, and uh, I'm here to break out. Awesome, awesome. Happy belated birthday to you. Um, I know Thank it's you. a couple months past, but, you know, you're still alive, still doing well for yourself. Yes, sir. I said, yes, sir, indeed. So how do how long do you think you will stay at Featherweight? Uh, you mean Super Featherweight, 130. Yeah, yeah. I just moved up to 130. My last fight was at 127. Okay. Yeah, so okay. I, I want to be here a while. I'm going to win a world title at 130 pounds. The organization doesn't matter, you know. The bell organization doesn't matter, but I like I like I like WBC. I like IBF, you know. WBA, WBO. WBC is that's the one that everybody goes for the the green yeah. the green strap. But the, the, the IBF is pretty good too. Yeah, Say I like IBF. People I say good and bad things about WBC, but. You know, I like it. It's kind of like historical. The green belt, for some reason, is it just hits different. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. I like the IBF. I like the way the IBF does things too. They're pretty good about trying yeah. to keep things uh, straight laced without having a bunch of uh, craziness going on. Uh, with yeah, I like the WBF. I like all of them. There's really not one that I would prefer more. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Do you have you had, so have you had a chance to spar with any uh, of the current champs? Uh, man, I sparred a whole bunch of people. Eh? Okay. Uh, wild card, wild card. 
Okay, wild card is the gym that really got me better because I've All been right. there since I was, I think, like 17, 18. Sparring Mark Masayo, Shavkov, he just uh, recently won a world title at 130. A whole bunch of names. All the Filipinos there, you know. Um, who else have I sparred there? Um, I've been in the ring with Danny Roman. Uh, it is, I don't know if you know him. He's a 122-pounder. MJ. Oh, I know who he is. No, yeah. Yeah, I've been in there. Yeah, man, I've been around, man. Okay. I'm like, good. I'm a veteran. Got to. You got, that's why I was asking, because I want to, like, I see, I see the difference in the progression through throughout the different fights. So I'm like, well, he, he's getting better. So it got to be not just him being having the in ring experience. There has to be people in sparring that he's around that's giving him the, the, the better work, so he yeah, can man. improve his craft. Yeah, man, I'm a mark. I'm a uh, workhorse sparring Mark Masayo. He just recently had a fight, and it's just I learned so much sparring that guy. You know. Uh, it gave me my confidence. It, show, it showed me and it proved to me that I belong in this sport. You know, I, I believe that at the end of the day, I'm going to be the number one guy. And mm -hmm. it's just sparring the top guys gets here. I'm always in shape. I'm always training. Like today, I had a two-day training session. You know, I wake up early 6 a.m., go to the gym, two hours of strength and conditioning, rest a little bit. Then we got back in our training. Then I rest a little bit and then I uh, go running. So I'm, I'm training. I'm training all the time. How long do you how long do you run? How many miles? Um, I had different like variations of my running. I used to do like 40 miles a week, but that was a little too much. So now we're like slowing it down, doing a lot of track work, a lot of sprints, you know. Because okay. I have like a strong VO2 max, you know, like I run a lot of miles. So right now we're just like going on a sprints to just make our way and go. Cause like a fight, when you're fighting, it's it's an up and down pace. Your heartbeat's beating fast and it's beating yeah. slow. So you, you're going for the burst instead of just the, the yeah. constant motion of running, yeah. Yeah, you need both, though. Yeah. That's what, that's what fighters go wrong at. They just focus on sprints, but they burn out in the fourth, fourth fifth round. Yeah, and and the other guy, he's that's when he, his engine just starts to kick in. He starts to rev <laughs> up. So you definitely want to uh, have a vari variation of the different techniques when you're uh, getting your, your strength and conditioning going. Yep. Man, uh, yeah, but man, again, man, I'm glad that you that you got a, a different team. Is your dad comfortable? Is your father? Is he comfortable yeah. with the new yeah, team? Yeah, my dad's comfortable. This is the this team that I have right here is like the only team that my father has kind of like stepped away. You know, my father works, mm -hmm. but he trusts Pedro and he trusts the team that's behind me to not uh like you know mess up and uh, do everything good because the team that we had before this, my dad had to be right there. Yeah, you know. My dad had to like make sure things were didn't were getting done. Have you do? Are you a guy that likes to watch the old school boxers? Do you have any of old course, school boxers? Man. Of course, I I, I watch uh, Salvador Sanchez. I watch James Tony, man. I watch even Chavez. I watch how you put his head in his uh, chest and his opponent's chest, and all the punches that go behind him. Yeah, I feel yeah. I'm still mad at him about the Magic Taylor fight, but man, I can't get over it. I, I I don't know. I I'll never get over it. I'll never accept that. That that was that's a fight. Player. That was that's a fight that that still has me like I don't know how to feel about that fight anymore. Yeah, yeah. It, it, you you see Meldrick Taylor get all the way to the end, three seconds, and, yeah, and be, seconds, because be, because he wasn't focused, you know, his, his he he wandered off for a little bit. The ref called at, it. He's looking at his corner when. Uh, 
when the referee was counting. Yeah, but the ref is in front of you, and that's what matters most at that point, you know. So there's nothing we can do. We can all say we can all say different things, but hey, how he moved up and way and fought Terry Norris. Uh, I don't know if that was one fifty four or one sixty, but I he's think only one fifty four. Yeah, he's only five six, moving up to that weight class, and that just that spelled trouble for him. And after that, it was just downhill. Yeah, he just had a, a string of bad luck after that. I th- I wish that he would have just taken the time to just really just chill out and, and get himself together. But, you know, fighters, you know, guys got egos and, and, and they feel like they can do everything and beat everybody. So, but he, he and, that, and that, that was not only a great fight, but that was a great era of boxing as well, man. Really great fights. Uh, what happened at that time? Pernell Whitaker was a beast. Uh, it, was, it was a bunch of guys from that from that era, man. But I'm glad I'm glad you are paying attention. James Tony was a motherfucker too, man. He's like, he yeah, when he fought like Ryan Barkley, that's one of my favorite fights. Destroyed him, man. You know? He just he just respect Barkley, but man, man, I all respect to uh, Iran Barkley, but he just picked him apart, man. Yeah. Also, Roberta Duran. I like Roberta Duran. Sugar Ray Leonard. Uh, people they always want to comment and say Sugar Ray Leonard got beat bad in the Duran fight, but he actually gave Duran a tough. You know, he gave him he gave him a fight, man. He never gave up. He never uh yielded or accept defeat in that fight against Durant. No, and he fought the fault of Durant. You know, he yeah. wanted to prove that he had the balls to stand in there, you know, and, and be chest to chest and shoulder to shoulder and, and yeah. head to head with yeah. another guy and he didn't have to move. Yeah, that's something I had to learn, you know. So I guess some fighters we just gotta learn the hard way, you know. Yeah. Yeah, when your head is ringing and, and you don't feel like moving and everything bothers you and, and light is bothering everything else, you learn your lesson after 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 that, man. It, it's a, taking an ass woman for no reason. It ain't it ain't cool. It ain't uh, cool. But that was a hell of a fight too, man. Having uh, that first Roberto, that Duran Leonard man, fight, that was a hell of a fight. Probably one of the greatest fights ever. The intensity yeah. of the fight, the punch, the output, the uh, the anger, the. They both didn't like each other. Yeah. You know, it was like it was a spectacle. And then and yeah. the one guy take a shot and he tried to give a shot right back. You know, the exchanges yeah. that they were having. And the flurries, the flurries of winning. Yeah. You know, yeah. the 10 punch combinations. How uh, he'll like do his hand like this, hit him with yeah, a the bolo, the bolo punch. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. Just move with it. Oh, yeah. he'll do something like this, he'll go something like this, hit him with a jab, you know. Yeah. It was special. Yeah, stepping in, acting like he was going to throw a jab and he hit him with an uppercut or something like that. And uh, uh, Duran would just nod at him like, that was a good one. You know, and then they would go right back at each other. But, you know, uh, th- that was a great a great era of boxing. And I'm glad that you do that so you get to see how those guys did it at the time. And Dur- yeah. Roberto Duran was a great inside fighter as well, man. Like, he had so many tricks of the trade to get you to put your hands up or cross your hands over your face or trip you up and things like that man it's good yeah, that people you think, people think that he's just a uh, aggressive fighter nah. you know they think being an aggressive fighter means that you're not smart but it's the opposite you know it means the opposite yeah. when you're a, a aggressive fighter like duran he showed his intelligence how you'll go to the body go to the head he'll uh, manipulate the way the hands is going he'll put his shoulders in there yeah, you know? there's a lot, a lot of different tricks to chase. Tap your elbow up, so you know, so he could get punches to the gut. It's a lot of different things you can do in there, and the ability to get to the inside of a fighter to be able to control him and move you where he wanted you to be, sit you on the ropes, or have you sitting sitting in the, in in the pocket with him throwing punches. 
it takes a lot of skill and will to do that. And you don't just go for it and just try to run over guys. It's, it's more to it than that. It's, there's a technique to all that. Yeah. Definitely. So let me ask you this. Because you're from Cali, I got to ask you, name your top five Mexican fighters of all time. Julio Cesar Chavez, Salvador Sanchez. Uh, you got Mexican-American, uh, Oscar De La Hoya. Who else? I liked uh, Fernando Vargas. Okay. It's weird. I never made a list in my head. I'm trying to think. There's some other names. Oh, Ricardo Lopez. Oh, there you go. There you go. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm yeah. glad you said 50 Ricardo. 50-0 50, 50, 50 and 0 and 1. Yeah, you know? he had a draw. He had a draw. Yeah, that's going to be me. That's Well, I want to go past 50. I want to go or go to 60, 70. But, yeah. yeah I like 60 or 70? Yeah, man, I want to have a lot of fights. I want to All pick right. it up. All right. You know, ain't nobody doing that these days, man. Yeah, that'll set me apart. Yeah, it will. Yeah, it will. You know, you got to, and it's not that you can't do it, but all I'm saying is, like, make sure you stay disciplined and make sure you stay healthy. Make sure you eat the right foods yeah. and, and you sleep and rest properly as well. Yeah, health health is a big thing for me. Because mm -hmm. last year, um, I had uh, I got diagnosed with rhabdomyolysis, getting ready for a fight. Uh, it's basically uh, when your body shuts down, Mm -hmm. Body shuts down on you from overtraining and uh, hydrating properly, and all I was just in pain. My kidneys felt like they was gonna pop off. I couldn't walk, man. I was throwing up after sparring, you know. So that I know how the health thing is is it's tough. Yeah, it's a it's a big part of any and everything you do, yeah. man. You can't you can't do anything in this world uh, without your body being uh, healthy and able to. That's your engine. That's that's how you get everything done, man. And you gotta you gotta be healthy. Uh, well, well, so it was just from overtraining and exhaustion. Yeah, overtraining and exhaustion, man. I trained like a madman. I was doing two, three training sessions a day, not properly nah. resting. No, nah, you gotta rest. You gotta yeah. rest. Two two sessions a day is cool. If you're gonna do three, they have to be. The workouts yeah, can't be as intense. Yeah, I was overdoing it. I was hitting 40, 50 miles a week at the same time of that. You know, I'm the type of person, if I feel like something, like my conditioning is off, I'm going to, like, you know, ramp it up. I'm going to increase it. I'm going to overload. And that's yeah. just happened. Overloading for, like, I don't know, too long, you could say, maybe two months. And that's what happened to my body. And then your body was really just saying, no, no, don't go don't go further. We need a, we need a rest. We need a break. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, so what were you experiencing cramps before you knew what was going on? Or was it just all the throwing up and everything that happened at once? My uh, only throw up once, but basically my back, my lower back was killing me. My lower back was killing me. And also, um, what was it? My lower back was killing me and I was just exhausted. I couldn't like basically keep, I could keep my head up, but I was just like, I couldn't really do nothing. Man. I couldn't run without my body burning up. Was it hard to eat? Yeah, I had no appetite. I had no appetite. I had nothing. Yeah, man, you gotta do. You gotta do better, young king. Like if you if you want them records and you want to go to uh, further than anybody else has, you got to you know. You can't just think about now. Remember, we talking about 10, 12 years from now when you doing this. So yeah. you got to be around for that for that part for that part as well. It was funny is that uh, Virgil Ortiz he had diagnosed with uh, rhabdomyolysis like. I think two, three weeks before I did. Oh, wow. You know, and I'd never heard of rhabdomyolysis, you know, and I started feeling symptoms, but I didn't want to say it because, like, 
you know how how ironic would that be a fighter gets Robert Moyala's season and you do it's like all of a sudden oh yeah I got that too you know what I mean yeah. it's like oh he 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 pussy and now you're a chicken or whatever yeah. so yeah but no but man your health is your health is very very important that's the key to that's the biggest key to your success you're a warrior and you, you're in a combat sport and you have to make sure that your health is uh uh primary and, and first and, and it comes before anything else yeah absolutely yes sir yes sir who are you liking right now in the, in the, in the boxing world um i like Earl spence mm -hmm. i like Crawford. i like canelo i like david benavides um i study you know i study the guys that are even a little older than me or guys that eventually become my competition in the future you know like guys like javante haney you know i look at all those guys you know i'm, I'm a student of the game okay all like ryan like like garcia you know i just i studied the game I, I love. I really like David Benavidez. I'm, yeah. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. Like I, I never say. I never say I'm a fan of a guy. But if there is one guy that I'm a fan of, it's that guy. It's it's all action until it until the uh until the fight's over with. Yeah, I watched him spar, man. He's uh, he's brutal. I watched yeah. him spar. That guy right there. He's uh, he brings it. Oh, yeah, I also I, like me too. Triple G. I, yeah, I met Triple him. Uh, he's he's a cool dude. He always showed me love, you know. I know his uh, strength coach pretty well, Camacho. Okay. And he uh, I used to think I used to be like everybody else to think like, oh, he ain't that good. His style is very methodical and it's kind of robotic. But he's actually it's like a mad genius in disguise. You know, he set people up. He walks them to shots like George Foreman. You know, he's like a middleweight version in a way. I guess, man. Yeah. I just wish he would have fought better competition. Like I haven't seen him fight any. Yeah, but that's the that's the number one thing that fighters, well, fight fans complain about. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely coming from me. Like every time I hear about him fighting, I'm like, dude, why are you fighting people that, you know? Oh, I like the Charlos. I was like the Charlo brothers. Like, okay, I was waiting. I'm like, how do you yeah. like Errol? And then you don't, and you don't throw yeah. the Charlos. And yeah, I like the Charlo brothers. Yeah. Like I like the one at fifty four too, man. How he became undisputed champion. He a bad, yeah. he a bad dude, man. He yeah. a bad dude. I like, I like, I like, I like Mel. Mel is, Mel is yeah, thorough, he's a, man. He's just a tough competition because then he uh, beat Rosario. Is the brother that beat Rosario too? After mm -hmm. Rosario did that to uh, Julian Williams. Yeah, hit him yeah. with a jab and had him on the ground yeah, convulsing man. like he was like, about to bust a nut on himself. Yeah, like nobody talks about that, man. It's just, uh, yeah. He's just, he's a good fighter. Yeah, he's a good fighter. Uh, God bless his brother too. I hope his older brother gets everything in order with his yeah. situation because he's a bad motherfucker too, and I don't I don't see nobody beating him unless he runs up against David or or probably Andre. I, I like Demetrius Andre as well. So yeah, those are the only two guys I see giving him some competition. All right, so since you named David B B David Benavides, I'm gonna automatically assume you got him against Caleb Plant. Um. Mm. I like mm. Caleb. I like Caleb Plant too, but I feel like it's a smart choice, it's a smart betting choice to side with David Benavides. I feel like David Benavides because he's never been de defeated, he has the killer mindset, and I feel like Caleb Plant, if he was that killer, like that real, real dog, he probably would have showed it in the Canelo fight. But people could change. People could always improve, you know. So yeah, we'll he got see. a new person. He got Breadman. Breadman is just is just training now, so he maybe. Telling them, you know, the secrets to, you know, sitting down on your punches and 
and how to catch guys using his quickness and speed to really get 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 the job done in there. You know, it's really not the skills in this boxing game. It's the character. It's the character of a fighter, how disciplined he is, how hard he works if he's training six, seven days a week. You know, what is he doing on the weekend? If he's drinking, is he smoking? You know, it's all those things that you have to put in place. Yeah, well, I well, we, we then in that case, we know that the character of Caleb Plant is pretty thorough. Uh, he's not a guy yeah. that does anything too crazy off the wall. But uh, when it comes to like heart and everything, we're gonna find out how big his heart yeah. and how big his will is in this fight. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, Darrell was giving Benavidez an okay fight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He was like at the times he was giving him an okay fight. So let's see what Caleb Plant could do. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think I think it'll be a hell of a fight. I think the explosiveness uh of 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 Caleb Plant will will be effective, especially in them later rounds. You know, we'll, we'll we'll see. I, I can't wait. Like I that's a that's a fight I I, I really want to see. Uh what do you think about this Ryan Garcia Tank Davis fight? Um hmm. I know Ryan Garcia personally from like the amateurs. Okay. You know, like a little kid, I used to spar his brother, uh Sean Garcia. I know his mom, his dad, his sister, and stuff. So I don't want to go against him, but I do like Javante Davis too. You know, I like Javante Davis. I like how he moves and he does his thing. So I just, I really want to see a good fight. You know, I like Davis, but I know Ryan. I personally know. You know, I know. Because I remember when he was like a kid, him and his brother, these guys do badass shit. You know, their parents were uh, referees and judges. So they used to kind of like get to do what they want, you know. Uh, yeah, he was he was always fun to be around, like at Walmart and stuff. We went to tournaments together with uh Joe Sanders. You know, we went to the Silver Gloves. So yeah, I know that guy. So it'd be wrong with me to go against him. Well, I mean, it wouldn't be wrong. Like if you were, if you thought that Tank was just a a bit better and more talented fighter, then it would be understandable. No, I like Tank too. I like Tank. I like Tank. I just want to see, you know, I want to see a good fight. Yeah, I, shit, I definitely want to see a good fight, too. A lot of people are saying, but not a lot. I've talked to a, a few people in the boxing community are saying that uh, if Ryan is to get him, he has to get Tank out of it before round, round five, because then after that, that's when that's when uh, Tank going to start eating. So I don't know. I don't personally, I don't know. I, I said the, I said the fight may, may go up to nine or ten rounds either, for either one of them. Cause I, I, I was a little worried for Davis because his last performances, his last fight was good. His last fight was beautiful. It seems like he, like, picked up the pace. But his fight with Pitbull Cruz, and I'm aware that he hurt his hand, but also the fight with Roley, it seemed like his punch output wasn't high. But he was maybe doing that purposely. He was doing it on purpose. He was doing it on purpose. He was waiting time. He was uh, buying time. Yeah. Buying time. Uh, Usually when Tank does that, it's something that he ain't seeing. Like, he he doesn't see the full picture. So he starts to box and move around the ring. Same yeah, way he did with Roley. Yeah, it was smart with Roley. I think he's gonna do the yeah. same thing with uh with Ryan. I think he'll do the same thing. He'll watch him and see what he but do. I don't know if that's a good thing though, because how would it be if Ryan uh puts up like a lead on him, an early, a early fight lead? Well, you know, they were saying Barrios had a lead, you know, they were saying Santa Cruz was up, you know, yeah. they they were saying Roley they said Roley looked good up until yeah, you know, he's he, looking good. He's looking yeah. good. So we'll see what happens, though. That's look. That's two great fights that we we got coming up right there so far. So I uh, can't wait to see those. I, I I'm really interested in seeing those.
seeing those fights. What about this uh Terrence Crawford uh EJ fight? Errol Spence. Oh. Uh, you got same, a big smile man. on your face. The same. I just I really don't go against fighters, man, especially when they made it up to that point. I try not to talk bad about fighters because yeah. if I don't have like a personal like vendetta against you, why would I do that? Mm-hmm. You know? So I see the good in both of these guys. I like Errol Spence, how he goes to the body. He's somebody I like watched all the time, like before I got ready for my first fight. Mm-hmm. You know, I go to the body like him, but I also like Crawford. I like Crawford's patience, I like how Crawford switches, you know. But one thing I do like about Errol Spence a little more, it seems like he's fighting more, not just better competition, but more popular name competition, like guys that have like a fan base with him. And Terrence Crawford is kind of like just doing his own thing, fighting. Yeah. You know, I guess it's mandatories and stuff. But it was, I'll say know, I I hear what you're saying. Uh, uh, but uh, not but but Arrow has fought guys who have been to the top of the mountain. Um, yeah, and our our current top of the mountain. Uh, the, they are current. They're like current guys, and and Bud seems to just fight whoever they throw at them. Um, and I'm not saying that in a bad way. I'm just saying you know it. They're on, on his list of fighters as far as 147 goes. It, it doesn't look the same as, as Arrows does. You know, yeah. except, for Sean, except for Sean Porter. So, Yeah, yeah, I agree. Even Mikey Garcia. I give uh, Errol Spence credit for Mikey Garcia. People talk I, about – I give him credit for it. Mikey Garcia won it. I like the Garcias too, but he wanted that fight. How can we not give him credit? I, so here's – okay. I give him credit for the fight, but – Halfway through the fight, you can kind of tell, like, yo, Mikey, Mikey, no, here, like, yo, this is not gonna go the way I thought it was gonna go. Errol Spence's fault. No, it's not, it ain't. It ain't. You signed a contract. You get. You got to get your ass in here. and You got to fight. It's so. like uh, Lomachenko, Lomachenko, and uh, Rigondeaux. I like Larry Rigondeaux. I watched a lot of his uh, Olympic fights, but he moved up in weight. Moved up in weight to challenge Vasily Lomachenko. Yeah. And he, he was oh. a smaller guy. And he and yeah. even though he was a smaller guy, he got a, he took a ass whoop in that fight. Yep. Lomachenko yeah. was doing a lot of lot of different things in that fight. A lot of yeah, different yeah. things. So tell me about the, Sean Garcia. Does he fight or is he just is does he all does does something different? Um, I'm not sure. I I think he uh, took some time off. Uh, I think he has a fight coming up. Okay. Or he recently just fought something like that. So, so is is he's he's fighting in the pros? Yeah, yeah, he's pro. Okay, yeah, he's I didn't pro. I didn't know I didn't know that's why I was asking about it. Yeah, he's a southpaw. Oh uh, wow, he's a few years older than me too. I think he's like two years older than me, and Ryan is like four or five. So is he is he uh is he tall as well? Nah, he's uh, well, he's like five eight. He's not as tall as his brother. You know, he's around my height. You're on like five eight, five nine range. Okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. Cool. So, in your time away from boxing, what are, what are the things you like to do away from boxing? Because you got to relax, right? Like, what 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 are the uh, things that you like to do to, to just chill the fuck out? But it's just boxing, man. Like, <laughs> boxing, boxing and girls. That's that's it. But it's just boxing. Man, that's that's Yo, all I do. Don't let them girls get you in trouble, man. All right. Uh, yeah, right. but that's what I do, man. It's just boxing. Boxing and boxing some more. As a young man, I understand, you know, you when you're young, fly, handsome, and black, and, and uh, nah, pretty, man, I'll be pretty smile and shit, you know. My dad be on me on 
type of, I got the discipline. I got the okay. discipline of a monk, you know. Okay. But yeah, actually, my hobbies, and that's the only thing that I could say besides boxing. Okay. Or occasionally watching, like, you know, MMA fighters, like John Jones and stuff like that. That was crazy, right? That was yeah, crazy. I, John Jones was dope. John Jones is a straight killer, bro. Yeah, Cyril Gunn had nothing. He, he didn't even know what happened to him. He was just sitting like, John Yo. Jones is a serial killer. You know, he's fucking crazy, but he, like, he just has to keep it together. Yeah. Yeah, and, and he has so many tools. He has so many yeah. tools to, to, to actually get you out of there. He can be kickboxing one minute. He could be Muay Thai. He might go for, he might start wrestling and grappling with you. And the next thing you yeah, know, yeah. you end up in a chokehold. Yeah, man, he's dope. Yeah, he, yeah, I, I like John Jones, man. I'm glad he was able to come back and get that that get that win. It was a big win for him for his career. Um, and, it, and it also made those who didn't like him Shut the fuck up, too. Like now, now yeah. you can't say shit. Yep. Yeah, I, I like John Jones. So, is, are you a fan of like basketball or any other sports? Um, not too much. No, no I watch okay. here and there. I like, you know, I like the Ball Brothers. I like Lamelo Ball and stuff, and his brother Alonzo. Uh, I like, you know, I like greatness. I admire greatness, no matter what sport it is. Salute to the Ball Brothers because both of them are injured, right? Alonzo uh, and then. Yeah. The youngest one. Yeah, I wish uh the the middle one. What's his name? Gia, Gia, I don't know how to say Giangelo. Leangelo or something like Leangelo. that. I'm yeah, not sure. I, would, I wish he could get in the league, man. That would be cool. But I think he kind of you know messed it up with that whole stealing incident in China. Uh, wait, what? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I'm not trying to bring all bad news, but it's it was, <laughs> it was all over. I'm surprised you haven't heard about it. I, like, I, Donald I, Trump had to like get him out. Yeah, I don't. I don't follow him like that. Yeah, that's big. crazy. That's crazy, dude. You, 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 you set for life. What you stealing for? Anyway, anyway, what what type of music you got? Uh, pumping through your headphones when you working out or when you when you at home? Like who man, you like whatever. right now? Man, whatever I'm feeling. I'm not really like an artist dude like that. You know, it's whatever I'm feeling. It could be DMX, Drake. You know, it, it don't matter. It's probably some guys that just not on my mind right now, but it just comes and goes. Yeah, most people have like a, a certain certain type of music that get them yeah. geared up. Yeah, man. All I did was boxing from the age of seven, well, even before. You know, I used to go to the gym with my dad until now. That's just been my hobby. But not my hobby. That's been my whole life. So I really didn't have like other hobbies and stuff. Okay. Okay. Where do you see yourself? within the next year uh, as far as that 130? Uh, being prospect, being prospect of the year. Okay. I don't know what uh, ESPN or whatever, whatever website or something, but I'm going to be a prospect on somebody's list. Okay. Okay. Uh, so will you be doing any work with Matchroom or just with ESPN or, or should we just oh, no. move? Oh, I, don't know. I don't know. We're still in uh, talks right now, but we're going to be hearing news shortly. Okay. I'm waiting on uh my management team to come back to me. I should be hearing something this week. Uh hopefully the latest next week. And uh when I find out, I'll post it. I'm gonna post it online, let everybody know. Dope, dope, cool, cool to hear. Um good to know that you that you have a better situation and it's working out for you, man. I'm, I'm happy that you know uh that's one less thing that you actually have to worry about as far as your career goes. And I'm sure that you're happy about that as well. Yep. Yeah, I'm extremely happy about it. You know, I just yeah. keep on and I just work, you know. 
I just put my head down and work, and I post on my social media to promote myself, and that's what I do. I got, I'm giving my all to boxing. I don't know if you heard the quote, but they says if you want to take the island, you have to bring your ships, and mm. that's you know my ships are burnt. I'm all in. I'm all in, man. I want it. I want it mm. back. I like that. Say that quote one more time. If you want to take the island, you have to burn your ships. Mm. That's okay. what a lot of did back then. You know, that's what Hernan Cortez did when he uh, conquered uh, Mexico. Yeah. He marched towards the Aztecs. There were nine ships. Oh, all right. Javi. I like history. I'm very into history. You can say no, no, it's cool. It's cool. Like, it's cool. Like, I, I like, I like, I like hearing it. I like hearing it. Basically, Hernan Cortez with the Spanish soldiers, the conquistadors, I believe he came in nine ships and he told one of his guys to put hoes in the ships and say worms ate the wood or something and all nine ships sunk. And there was only one ship left. And basically his man knew, like, all right, man, if we, if we don't win, if we don't beat these guys, we're gonna die. We're gonna die here. Yeah, there's no other alternative. It's, it's either yeah. this or nothing. Yeah. yeah, that's a good way to look at it, man. That's a good way to yeah, look I, at it. Uh, be all in. Yeah, I look up to uh, not Hernan Cortez, of course, not him, but you know, I look up to like the generals and the warriors that came before me. You know, I've always yeah. been the warrior culture. You and know, use like, them as motivation. Yeah, man, I always, I always been into that. You know, the barbarians, the Vikings, the samurai, you know, the Zulu warriors. I used to study Shaka Zulu, you know, like it seems like like Mike Tyson said, all great men are good men, you know, but they're genius in the things that they do. Yeah. Yeah. It's good that you do that, though, because uh, it helps you helps you with strategy and it gives you it helps you with philosophy and and focusing in on the things that you desire to accomplish as well. You know, you, you you get to pick certain, you get to pick different things from different guys, whether whether they was sociopaths or psychopaths or whether they were just men of war uh, who, yeah. were about, who were about protecting their land. Yeah, like if you want to hear a fun fact, Napoleon, he wasn't even French. He was Corsican. He was Italian. He mm. didn't even like when he was a kid. He used to uh, get mad about the French occupying his land. But his parents sent him to France to like a boarding school, and then a revolution happened, and he had he found the opportunity, and he rose up in the ranks. So yeah. history is like filled with all these twists and turns. And a lot like, of twists and turns. Like I look at like Floyd Mayweather. Nobody would have thought Mayweather would have made it to the level that he's on. No, they laughed. They laughed at him about it. They yeah. said he wasn't ready, and they said he didn't uh, have the style that would get him to the top. And they said he needed work. Who was it? Was it um Larry Merchant? I believe that said, I forgot what fight it was, but I could find it for you. And he basically said, uh, Mayweather would never reach the plateau of a Delahoy. You know, that was Larry never, Merchant. That was Larry yeah, Merchant. Never be as big as Oscar Delahoy. And he surpassed him. No, you know? yeah, he 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 did more than surpass De La Hoya, man. Like he he kind of just ran off of boxing, you know. Um, yeah. And there was nothing nobody could do about it. He started calling his own shots, and he became the business of boxing for a very long time. Yeah, man. You just have to believe in yourself. Some people, that's may all. Call, and that's how I feel. Some people may be like, "Man, who does this guy think he is? Who do you, who? How how does he think he's gonna beat all these guys that came before him? You know." But you just gotta believe in yourself. Yeah, and you, know, you got to put the work in. Yep. Belief and putting in the work creates miracles. Yep. And then not even miracles. It's just destiny at that point because you're aligning yourself 
to a goal and you're trying to accomplish it and you're just doing everything that you can to get there. So it's not a miracle. It's just hard work. Um, I listened to, uh, I was listening to Tyson Fury talk one time and he said, man, you, uh, your life is a miracle. And he said, my life isn't a miracle, man. He said, I work for everything I got. He said, there's no miracles that happen here. Everything that you see me do came from hard work and fighting all the time, fighting in alleys, mm -hmm. fighting in bars. Everywhere I went, I fought. He said, "This is this is not a miracle." And I was, you know, what thing. doesn't get talked enough, talked enough about What's that? Like Tyson Fury, but Dante Wilder, that last fight, how Wilder came back with uh, two knockouts, two knockdowns. Yeah, and the heart that he showed, and he never surrendered. I seen that guy put it. He put his heart. He put his heart out, and I feel like everybody should respect him. It was like a Rocky versus Apollo uh, moment. I got nothing but respect for him for what he did. I got nothing but respect. I didn't think that, you know, the third fight should have happened, but, you know, we got a third fight, and it came out as as a as, as, man, as a part of a great, a great trilogy of fights, man. It was really good to see them, like, hey, go in there and give it all. It's rare when the third fight is better than the first two. Facts. Facts. And they were they were throwing punches like they were trying to get each other out of there. That there wasn't a lot of technique um, toward the <laughs> toward them last few rounds. And I was just like, "Yo, I'm gonna hit you, and I'm gonna try to get you up out of here." Yeah, and that's how I get. Sometimes you gotta get ugly. Yeah, you gotta get real ugly in there. Hey, it's a fight. It's just you and me. It's you and, and my me. Dad, my dad always tells me. He used to tell me this when I was younger. He's like, "Do you want to look pretty and lose, or do you want to look ugly and win?" And sometimes you gotta make that choice. Yeah, especially when you're down on cars, you know. Sometimes you just got to go out there and get it. There's nothing else to do but go out there and get it. And a lot of people, you know what? And, and let's let's say this because people think they know boxing and they talk about boxing like they can do it. Everybody can't box. Yeah. Everybody can't go in there and, and, and take a punch and to actually throw a punch and, and or receive one. It it's a, it take a lot. It take a lot of work to do that. So yeah, for the I, people that so the people that that speak negatively about boxers and they call these guys tomato cans, let me see you get in there with the guy that's a tomato can and see how far you get with him. Yeah, I'm listening to you, man. Yeah, because a lot of people, a lot of people go in there and they think that these guys are, oh, he's a tomato can, or, or I, you know, or he's not as good as this guy is, or he's not good as, as good as that guy. But you can't beat this guy. You don't have what it takes to beat that guy. You're calling him a tomato can because you're watching from the outside against the guys that he's facing in that in that world of boxing. But you can't beat that guy. And in yeah. my experience from street fighting to trying to, the amateurs and everything, it's not it's not easy. It's not easy. There's yeah. a lot. There's a lot to be learned. Even if you want to be a guy that comes forward and brawls all the time, that style specifically has a set of things that you have to do consistently. Oh yeah, so good yeah. at it that you don't like it's just it's muscle memory and you can never you can do it in your sleep. A lot of people talk about the Mexican style of being like you know beneath the boxing style because they come for it, but it's really not the case. Like Julio Cesar Chavez is a great fighter. He's a great fighter, and people, but people are fans of just pure boxers. They just want to discredit everything that's not slick. You can't discredit Chavez, man. The way that he positioned his shoulders, the pace, how he carried his fighters, how he went to the body, you know yes. how he punched the jab. Yes. They can do that. 
And what, what you mean when you're saying positioning shoulders is the way that he put his shoulders up when punches were coming in so he could block yeah. them. A lot of punches were glancing off his shoulders and off the top of his head because he was able to uh, he was able to tuck his chin down and get out the way of those punches and let them hit his and let them hit his uh, shoulders. And you have to be able to relax even to do that. Yeah, how he fought uh, Refredo, uh, what's his name, Rosario? I believe it was at 140 pounds, the Puerto Rican. Okay. He still looked that fight up. That fight was amazing. Beat yeah. him down, stopped him in the 11th round. Yeah, it take a it take a lot to it take a lot to do that, man. To have that style specifically, like that's a style that just goes forward. Like you just march all night, all night. Yeah, yeah like you have to be a madman to do that. Yeah, the pace that he fought, the intensity. You know, uh, also what's his name? Um, he's a Puerto Rican fighter, Refredo Gomez. He's known for getting beat by Salvador Sanchez. Oh yeah, but, I, re I remember that fight. Man, Refredo Gomez, dog. He he'll come, he'll come. I, yeah. I seen him. Some guy, I think Lupe or a pit pit. I don't know how to say it. Lupe Pintor. Pintor. Yeah, Lupe Pintor. Yeah. Man, that fight was crazy. Just the yeah. amount of punches these guys was throwing and not getting tired and his fucking face is like swollen like this, yeah. looking like a damn cartoon character, but he still won and knocked the guy out. Great, crazy man, and, and some guys, you know, like th that's the other part. Some some people say I I could never do that. That's the whole point. That's why you're watching, and that's why you're not in there. Those guys have the ultimate. They're willing to give the ultimate sacrifice, which is their life and their body for the very thing that they want, and that's a win. Yeah, just just for a win, and like people don't understand, it. like you're talking about something that takes so much out of you that you're willing to sacrifice your health. Just for a win. And, yeah, and most man. people don't understand what that's what that's really like because they never really been in a fight and never never they never really had to fight for anything that mattered. Okay. Uh I don't know if you ever heard when Muhammad Ali fought Joe Frazier for the third time, he said that was the closest thing to death. Yeah. I've experienced that when I was sparring when I had rhabdomyolysis. You know, I was sparring this guy, a pretty, a pretty known guy, and my body, man, I felt like I was dying. And I didn't want to give an inch. I wanted to win every round. I was I was going for it every round, man, and my body was killing me. Mm. And now, like I truly met, I truly understand understood what uh, Muhammad Ali was saying. I could relate to it so much. Yeah, you're so drained. You you're trying to do it. You're trying to push, but your body won't. Your body can't give no more. You know yep. what I mean? Uh, did you ever you ever see that fight? That third fight with him and Joe Frazier? Yeah, I watched the highlights. Well, yeah. But I, well, did I? I think I watched a little bit of it, but go back, go back and watch, young man. Go back and watch the fight. You can see when Joe Frazier has him in the corner. I forgot what round, but he hit he hit Muhammad Ali in the like, I think it was like the lower ribs on the side. And when he hit oh. him, Muhammad Ali's body slammed into the padding. So you knew that you knew that you know he was exhausted and and and, and he was trying to he was trying his best to just take the punches while 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 creating opportunities and catching his breath at the same time that was a, a that was a hellacious fight man that was a very yeah. hellacious fight you see the spirit of man come out when they're fighting yeah you see it's a beautiful thing to see and i think boxing or just fighting sports in general will never go away yeah combat sports yeah, yeah. You, you see it all yeah, the time yeah even in even in street fights when i when i you know when i when i've been a part of them or when i watch people street fight that's that's it 
you know, it's me, you, and it's, it's just knuckle and bone at that point, knuckle, bone, and flesh. And, and, and we going to see, see who going to get the best of who. Like, that's that's the, the stripping away of everything. Like, it, as men, this is it right here. We get to yeah. see who's the best at whatever it is right here. And most guys can't do that. Most 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 men or women cannot stand in front of another person and throw punches. It yeah. takes a lot. It takes a, a hell of a lot for someone to do that. And when people sit and say, oh, I knocked this person, or I slapped this person. Okay, you may say that, but are you willing to do, deal with the consequences that comes behind what you're saying? Yeah. Because that other person has a reaction. You don't know what their reaction is going to be like or what it's going to feel like when they give it out. Mm-hmm. So definitely, definitely, man. I always, I've always honored and, 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 and admire boxers and, and fighters in general, anybody in combat sports, because it's a hell of a thing to give, to give up your body and sacrifice your body just to hurt another person for a win. Mm-hmm. And most people don't understand that. So definitely... Definitely. I'm glad that you go you you go through the history books, man, and you, you're studying and you're paying attention to these fighters. Even with the uh Pernell Whitaker versus Chavez fight. That was one yeah, of those Whitaker, Whitaker what? Yeah, Whitaker what? Yeah. yeah, Whitaker won that fight, man. I don't care what nobody say. Yeah, no arguing that. He, yeah. boxed up. he boxed him all the way around the ring. And yeah. and, and even after the fight, uh uh what's my man? Chavez said he was like he 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 knew how to get low, he knew how to get under me, and he, he knew how to stop and, and cut me off at times, and he knew how to use his shoulders. So that lets you know that Chavez saw that there were things that he couldn't get uh he couldn't stop uh Pernell from doing. Pernell was an awesome boxer, man. I used to love watching him coming up. Yeah. Yeah, rest in peace to Pernell Whitaker too, man. Yeah, it's crazy how he died. Rest in peace yeah. to him. Yeah, they say he just stepped off a curb and a motherfucking car hit him. Yeah, yeah. But all right, my man. I, I'm, I'm glad that you was able to jump down on the podcast and talk to me. I look forward to seeing your fight in April. Um, I really appreciate it, man. Man, Thank hopefully you for having me on here. Uh, I really appreciate it. You seem like a real cool, down to earth dude. Uh, uh, I'm glad the conversations that we had, and maybe again we could do this in the future. Absolutely, I'll be. I'll keep in touch with you. Yeah, man, it was fun. Nice yes, sir, man. Yes, sir. Uh, and I like the progression. Again, I love the progression because from what I saw earlier, I was like, hey, man, he got to keep his hands up. But I'm glad yeah. that everything has changed. I'm glad your situation has improved greatly for you. I look forward to seeing more from to all those who are listening. Remember the mission statement when you are striving for greatness. God never puts you in a driver's seat if it's taken. We are done here. <laughs>